Sacred Woman, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit by Queen Afua. Chapter 3, The Spirit of the Womb. Beginning on page 52. From Devastation to Sweet Inspiration. My conscious introduction to my womb came when I had my first period at age 13. I was totally unprepared for what was to come. The hour after my first issue of blood was the beginning of hell on earth for me. The throbbing, thrashing pain in my womb was overwhelming. The throwing up, the cramping, the moaning, the rolling in my mama's bed for comfort went on and on. By nightfall, I had completely lost it. I just wanted to take out my womb. I cried out and gave, and my mother gave me a painkiller that put my womb to sleep. I was numb and lifeless, but I was at least able to breathe and the pain was gone temporarily. I just could not believe that I had and every woman had been sentenced to such agony and would have to learn to live with this each month for the 35 years or more to come. I would have done anything never to experience it again, what felt like war in my womb. I recall thinking in my young mind, quote, I cannot wait until menopause when all of this pain will be over. Little did I know that I had to change my entire lifestyle in order to experience peace within my womb. To discover a womb with no pain, no cramping, no clotting, pulling, throbbing, or heavy bleeding for seven or eight days a month. What a mess. My personal prayer request was for a quiet womb that spoke peace. By the time I was 18 years old, I had stopped eating all flesh and had become a complete vegetarian. That's when I ceased passing blood clots, passing of blood clots, came the true beginning of my journey to womb wellness. I learned to pack mud over my pelvis. The healing properties of the mud seeped into my womb and pulled out my pain. I drank bush tea of red raspberry and dandelion. I placed my legs up against the wall at 45 degree angle to send healing energy throughout my room. By the birth of my second child, I had begun drinking green juices every day to strengthen my body temple. And I also began to develop my inner sanctum. Continuing on my journey of womb wellness by the birth of my third child, I had begun to recite womb prayers for sweet inspiration. I thank the creator for the renewed sacred attitude about my womb, my sacred seat. I am particularly grateful that through trial and tribulation, I ultimately connected to the voice of my womb. Over the years, that unfailing voice has become my divine protection and guide to a healthier, more vibrant life. Now, you wonder with all I was doing why I had to have three cesarean sections. When I was writing this book, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about. I was not proud of it because I started on all this too so late. When you've been living in a toxic manner for so long and you've trying to be natural, you can't really be as natural as you'd like as quickly as you'd like because your body hasn't caught up to where it should be. So my womb wasn't really ready just then. Also, at that time, my body and I were part of mainstream society. 
I went the route of the status quo from birth to age 18. But that was a blessing. I say every lesson is a blessing. And this one enabled me to go deeper and to begin to heal myself as the prelude to my initiation as a sacred woman. My experience has made it possible for me to help so many other women not to have to go through what I went through. We all learn from our past and we grow from our past. And when we learn, and we learn that when we share our lessons with others, we can transform them into blessings. Stories from the Sacred Womb Circle, Maria. As I began my womb journal work, I realized that I'd never thought about my womb. I probably was in a... Stories from the Sacred Womb Circle, Maria. As I began my womb journal work, I realized that I'd never thought about my womb. I probably was in a state of avoidance from the time my period started. I never had a conversation with my mother because my mother never had a conversation with me except for the fact that my period started on graduation day. Mother called me at school after the nurse called her and said, go to the bathroom and check. And I went and it wasn't traumatic, it wasn't huge, but it had happened. And when I came home, there was a box of Kotex on my bed. My mother had anticipated this moment, but that was it. That experience informed my teenage years at a time when one just did not talk about these things very much, or people like my mother didn't talk about them very much. She didn't even know whatever it is you should know, how not to get pregnant, nothing. So I was just sort of out there on my own. When that happens and you're a teenager, you're really vulnerable to a lot of things, especially not knowing how to handle relationships. Being someone who always read and loved words, I looked to magazines to fill me in with what I didn't know. At 17, I was always reading those little Kotex ads. They always had questions and answers. That's about as much as I could find out. And of course, when you have relationships knowing so little, you have some pretty traumatic experiences. Mine were not abusive. They were more self-abusive because I had to have an abortion. I remember traveling to New York from Philadelphia because New York was the only place that you could find someone to do an abortion. When I think back to the horror of that experience, I don't know why I'm still here. No one told me what to expect. No one ever said, okay, you go here and this happens and then you go home and this happens after that, which is traumatic. Still, throughout my life, and it's now some 40 years later, I've had a very positive experience with myself and with trying to maintain varying degrees of wellness. Naturally, you get off track. You're always going to do better and you're always not going to have that extra glass of wine and all of this. These are the things I'd like to accomplish during my lifetime so I can pass on some wisdom to my daughter. Ironically, my daughter called me yesterday from Tennessee to tell me that she was having a terrible flow of her period. She was just having an awful time and what should she do? And I said, hang in there. We'll get you some help. She was very scared. She said she hadn't had a period for three months. And I said, well, why didn't you say anything? She was afraid to. So this will be useful for me. 
and useful to my daughter and useful to other daughter to my other daughter who was with me every day throughout this ordeal. So that's just part of the story. Mothers learning and sharing with their daughters in ways that our mothers could never share with us. Khadijah. I almost felt kind of stupid about the fact that I was unconscious about my womb. I started my period when I was 13 and I never had cramps or any problems, so I didn't know when it was coming. I didn't know what the cycle days were. Then when I remarried at 35, I wanted to have more children and it didn't happen right away. So I immediately thought, it must be me. I'd never had any problems in the past. So then I went to a fertility workshop and that's when I learned how many days were in my cycle. I found the whole thing was fascinating. It seems I have a clockwork cycle. I never knew that before, but it became fascinating to me to mark it on the calendar and to know what day it was coming. I think of it as an upsetting thing that I haven't had a daughter, but it's probably a blessing because I think if I hadn't had this occurrence, I still wouldn't know. I've never investigated my womb or anything like that before, and so that's important. I am a visual artist and I'm starting to see the situation of the womb and past memory coming up in my work. I've been writing about the womb and I've never done that. One of the things I've said is that I am the womb. I am the continuum and I am the woman. I have within my body a memory that goes back thousands of years and that's what I work with. Angela. I had been in Vermont praying that something healing would present itself to me, but I didn't expect an answer in 24 hours and certainly not to be sitting here with all of you in this womb circle. I am a body worker and all my life I've worked with women and I've also had been a hairdresser for 40 years. And I teach vegetarian cooking. However, in the last year, I have been diagnosed with a fibroid tumor, which I am not the least bit worried about because I have that much faith that I can solve it. It's interesting that after being a vegetarian for 27 years that I should have a fibroid tumor. I haven't eaten flesh, but I have eaten wrong combinations of food and my mental state has been in a trauma at different times. In Christine Northrup's book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, she spoke of problems that occur within the uterus. She said one of the things that could cause this was poor relationship with one's mother. I did not have a good relationship with my mother, but by the time she died, I had completed that karma. And it was wonderful, but I was left unrealized creativity, unrealized relationships, unrealized many things. I really started to look at things. I thought, my God, I've been asleep to my womb. I've been totally asleep. I thought I was so conscious that I could give you 20 minutes on anything to do with oriental, with orient, with oriental this and that and the other. But where am I? I'm 54 years old. I got my period when I was nine. I just looked between my legs for a few moments and said, these thigh, these tight jeans must be cutting me. I had no idea what was going on. My mom was Caribbean, Puerto Rican, and very, very strict. 
God forbid I should have been told about anything that was going on in my body. I had two brothers. I was the only girl child and I was the youngest. And from there on in, no one ever told me what I needed to know. I recall that my mother told my dad, go get your daughter some Kotex. She's become a woman. I'm this little fat kid and I'm thinking, what am I, a woman now? My only thought was, wow, now I can't kiss. I wanted to kiss, but now I couldn't kiss anyone because, of course, I would become pregnant. I broke all New York records. I was a virgin until I was 25. I proved myself to my mother, but then I said to myself, let me get rid of this before it goes bad. I may have started late, but I made up for it. I was quite promiscuous for 10 years, all bad relationships, attracting all the wrong people because of my toxic condition. Finally, I heard a lecture that totally transformed my life. The speaker said that we absorb every man we've ever been with, that men want it all the time because they're clean, cleansing themselves through us. We're the abor- absorbers. So I'm walking around with everybody still in me. Then I got the opportunity to stop running around. I had a relationship that lasted eight years. I thought I was fine, that I found Mr. Perfect. I thought I could become a shaman of a shaman by injection. It doesn't work. But in the last two years, when I've had no relationships, all of a sudden this part of me pulsates and talks to me. The voice of the womb, my womb talks. I've had visions. That's why I know this fibroid tumor in me is going away. I've had visions of my cave being closed off by a temporary boulder. But my womb says, no, 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 no. And that's it. As we say in our affirmations, quote, my womb is healing and so is my life. Latitia. When my sister mentioned the sacred womb circle, I was surprised and happy because I've been having a lot of womb problems. I'm definitely not close to my mother nor to any of the women in my family, so I have no one to ask questions about past histories. I always had regular periods until I was 20, and from then on, it went downhill. I would have them one month, then six months would pass, three months would pass, I would bleed for one day or never. My husband and I had several miscarriages and there came a point where nothing. I went to see several doctors and they said, oh, you're fine. I had a couple of abrasions on my tubes and they were repaired and they repaired them. And from then on, everything, according to the doctors, was fine. There's nothing wrong with you, they kept saying. So a couple of months ago, probably about November, I came to this point in my life where I said, I'm going to be fine. And I know that everything is going to fall into place. I know I'm going to have a child and I know my periods will be the way they're supposed to be. And everything in my life is going to work. Now I'm just at the point where I want to get my womb together to let everything begin to unroll. I want to love my womb so everything that is possible happens. Betty. I've always managed to have special relationships with my womb. And the thing that I liked about my period is the rhythmic, rhythmicity that it would occur at a certain time. 
It gave me a chance to learn what happened. In that interim 28 to 30 days, there were certain feelings that would let me know and I'd say, ah, I didn't need a calendar to know where I was in my cycle. I could tell by the way my body felt. And just before my period, if I started feeling real teary, I'd say, let me go get a book or, oh God, I need to go and talk with somebody who's going to stroke me or nurture me. And I'd say, but I can't be around so-and-so because that person's a bit abrasive and I know I'll get my feelings hurt. Unfortunately, I married a man who didn't have that kind of sensitivity, so I started to lose touch with some of that. It wasn't until shortly after my daughter was born that I realized I had really last lost touch with my womb and I had work I had to work on getting it back. I didn't know if any of you had been on the birth control pill. Birth control pills disconnect you from feeling your rhythm. They disconnect me from being able to tell where I was in my river. Before that 14 days after my period, I'd been horny. I'd say, oh, shoot, I'd better make sure I have some kind of protection if I'm going to have sex because I'm vulnerable. I knew the cycle. Right after my period, there would be this wonderful time. It was like the sun was out and everything was so clear. Things that I just didn't understand before were now clear. I just loved it right after my period. Don't make decisions just before your period because you can't sort things out. Your hormones have you going all different ways. But right after your period, there's all that light. It was a good time to study because I couldn't sleep. I'd be up the entire 24 hours. I'd learn to use those kinds of cues and they were rhythmic. They were predictable, even to this day. Recently, though, I've developed fibroids, and that's what made me realize I've gotten out of touch. Then my fibroids went down. In my last examination, my gynecologist simply couldn't understand. Then I developed a walnut-sized lesion in my breast, and I've had to go inside again and say, something has happened. Something, some need is not being met. That's when a friend of mine said, you need to go to that group. I told you about, and that's how I got here. I think that where I am at in my own life right now is that I'm about to be reproductive, not in the biological sense, but in the spiritual sense, a giving, a birthing. So things are beginning to open up and it requires me to get in touch, not just with my uterus, but with my entire reproductive system. I'm happy to report that the lesions in my breast is now totally gone. In a visualization, I saw that it was my need for nurturing that my breast was calling for, and I need to meet that need and honor that, and now it's gone. My doctor couldn't give me a theory, but I know how it came about. I started to go in, and I started to write. I started to talk to myself and to different parts of myself to understand what those different parts were feeling. And a lot of stuff just started to come up for me. Then I started to do nurturing things that applauded, that appealed to my sexuality and do nice things for myself. I went out and bought a really beautiful blouse that made me feel great. I couldn't believe how good it felt since I usually shop for function. That's what has been begun to happen. As I dialogue with my womb, I am getting in touch with 
unfed parts of myself. It's a rich discovery, but it's work. It takes a lot of time up front, I thought, but where am I going to find the time? But when you need to, you find the time. It was a good beginning. And now I think, well, there's something here for me and I'll just be open until I find it. And here ends the reading on page 55.